there's obviously some regret and you know you killed someone you took something you took people's lives you know you, and you th- i think that you think, you think his 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 crying was 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 real his crime yeah his crying his oh his crying his... i think it was pretty good it made me choke up so yeah and if it was it let's just say if it wasn't real then then he deserves to be acquitted because that was pretty good I don't. I don't think I saw any tears roll down his face. No. Well, I mean, I I, I have to go back and uh, roll the tape. Yeah, roll the tape. Yeah, because that's a good point. That's a good point. A very good point. But I have cried like that. I've cried, and you know, like where you can't. You're just fucking trying to get a word out, and you're just like trying to breathe. You know, I've I've cried like that where you're trying to express something, and and you're just so emotional, like you're overwhelmed. You know, did you know I could cry on demand? No. Yeah. Like if, if we're sitting, I had this, I had a face off with my buddy who lives in Vancouver, Canada. Shout out to Doughboy. He knows Alisa as well. Um, yeah. And uh, I had a face off with him one time to see who could cry first at an Applebee's. And uh, I won. You just stare <laughs> at each other uh-huh. and you see who could get the tears out quicker. And you made yourself cry just like that? Yeah. Do a little lip movement and then boom. You ready for Freddy? <laughs> now that's a fucking bong hit. Here in the South Carolina, you know that kids don't play. Put it down in the street, will I see another day if I make it back this time? You are listening to Thanks for the Invite podcast with Freddie Korea. This episode is brought to you by Flashback with the Homies, a very fun podcast with a bunch of friends that get together, have some drinks, and chat it up. Chat it up. Also, this episode is brought to you by Antisocial Butterfly with Lizzie Correa. You can listen to these podcasts on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts I get mine at Pocket Cast. What it do, baby boo? We're back on track. I told you guys two episodes per month. That was the goal. And we are back. This is episode one from November, and I have a few more, actually. I have a few lined up. How are you guys doing? How you doing? Damn, where is Wendy Williams? Wendy Williams, she's gone. She's been having, like, um, replacements, right? I just find out about it through other radio shows I listen to, so. She's gone. No one knows where she's at. Rehab? What's going on with her? Um, I guess, uh, well, the reason I found out is Chris Stefano, a comic was a guest on there and um look it up online he says he bombed 
he said it on the radio show. He was a guest on the Wendy Williams show, but it's just not his audience. I don't think that he bombed, but I get what he's saying. But it's pretty funny, though. He says some really funny jokes, and they just fall flat because they're a bunch of, like, it's daytime TV, you know? But, yeah, she's missing, dude. No one knows. No one really have talked about Wendy Williams. It's kind of, it kind of reminds me of um, Richard Simmons. Where is Richard Simmons? I listened to a whole podcast series about Richard Simmons. It's a pretty cool. I don't know if it's still up. Look it up. I think it's called Where is Richard Simmons? And um, if you don't remember who Richard Simmons was, he was that one guy with the afro. And um, he would wear like these spandex, like pants and tank top and, you know, hairy shoulders and everything. Uh, very flamboyant. And he would just rock and roll. He would he would do aerobics to rock and roll, you know, to the 50s. Get in shape to the 50s. And uh, is it Richard Simmons or Gene Simmons? I think it's Richard Simmons. If not, you know who I'm talking about. Um, not the guy that paints his face with uh, the band Kiss. That's Gene. Yeah, that's Gene. Yeah, Richard Simmons. Sorry. <clears throat> um, <laughs> he uh, He's missing. He's gone missing. I don't want to spoil it if you don't know the story. But check out that podcast. There you go. That's a recommendation for you. little recommendation right off the start. And um, it's been it's been a crazy year, man. It's been a crazy year. Uh, it's been there's been a lot of happy moments, a lot of fun, cool moments. But I do want to say, um, you know, my condolences to several people. My, my uh, fellow comic here in Vegas about a little over a month ago passed away, Jeff Grant. He's, he was on the podcast quite a few times. He, uh, he had a lot of complications. He was struggling with MS, uh, COVID in the last part of his life, and uh, cancer, which I didn't know he had. He was going through chemo, so... Yeah, it's. I shared it on Facebook, the, the GoFundMe, man. Um, he had a beautiful little daughter, his wife, and um, my condolences to them and their family. He's a very funny dude, man. Since I met him, he's always funny. Very, uh, very militant in his own way. Yeah, he, uh, he, he and myself were always uh, pretty cool, man. We were always pretty cool. He would text me just out of the blue sometimes, and uh, definitely going to be missed, man, so I did want to touch on that, and also um, our friend from the podcast, Elisa Harder, her dad recently passed away as well, and he he was uh, a great father, great dad, and I, you know, I, I didn't have him on Facebook, but I, I got to say happy birthday to him a little over a month ago, and Elisa had talked about him, how he was in a Christian motorcycle group, I was going to say gang, but, well, I guess kind of like a Jesus gang, but, um, yeah, rest in peace, Dan Harder, um, 
you know, it's, it's very tragic. The, the, this is what I'm talking about. There's some very happy moments this year, and then there's some really tough ones, too. You know, I, I went through myself with my own pet. You know, I know for some of you that have kids, you're like, ah, oh, it's just a dog. But, you know, it really hurt me. As, uh, there, I still, sometimes I find myself, uh, I'll burst out in tears. So I'll just think of him. You know, I'll think of Chico. And, and uh, just the other day, you know, it's like we console each other, Lizzie and myself, because it's, it's something super hard to go through. And I know it's not a human, but, you know, it's something that's part of your life. So, you know, my condolences to Elisa Harder and her family. Um, she's from the podcast Bombastic. She's still been pumping them out, releasing them. So shout out to her for putting them out there. And, uh, you know, we got to keep moving forward and stay strong, be there for each other. Uh Damn it. I think about death every day. And it's it's something that, like, I don't know if it's uh, for myself, if it's something I shouldn't worry about, but I feel like the moment I stop thinking about it, it's going to happen to me or it's going to happen around me. I'm always like, I don't know. It's cliche, but that's why I guess you got to always, like, try try your best to reach out to the ones you love. Maybe it is a good thing to think about death because it's always there. It's always going to be there waiting for you. It's going to happen to all of us. It's just this realm we live in, you know? Fucking sucks. Um, Or does it? Did we choose to come out into this world? Did we choose to come into this realm? We took up the challenge and now we're like, ah, man, this sucks. I didn't sign up for this shit. (laughs) Damn. Damn, the Book of the Dead. I want to read that book. I stole it from um, our last Airbnb. Airbnb. It was in. You know how they usually have the Bible. They had the Bible and the Book of the Dead. And uh, I took the Book of the, De- the Dead. I think it was a hotel. No, it wasn't an Airbnb. It was a hotel. It was the the Bagabagita or something like that. The Bagabagita. Viva la vida loca. I don't know what it was. But um, anyway. I want to read that and see what it's all about. All right, guys. <laughs> Gene Simmons and Wendy Williams and death. Oh, yeah. Fuck the Raiders, by the way. I'm, I'm done with this season. I'm done with the Death Star. Okay, the new stadium, beautiful stadium. The Raiders are fucking cursed. Okay, we have the Death Star now in Vegas. And everything has gone to shit. We lost John Gruden, our coach, for somebody releasing his private emails. He got canceled for saying homophobic stuff and talking shit about uh, the director of, uh, or the the CEO, the, the president of the NFL. He removed himself from the Raiders, so he's not a distraction. Then what happens? Henry Ruggs, my favorite football player, fucking kills somebody. While intoxicated, he was driving 156 miles an hour. He slowed down to 130-something. And he slammed into a a, a Toyota with a poor young woman and her dog. And the car ignited. And and she died along with her dog. Tragic. Super tragic. Um, And and it's just one thing after another. And, And I'm just like, I'm done. I'm just done for this season. 
Um, you know, to me, it's life is more more precious than uh, the football game and all that shit. I'm just kind of like, I, I, you know, the players, they don't give a shit about the team. They care about their money, their own life. And this guy was obviously a fucking um, very fucking uh, selfish. In the, and it's not a mistake what he did. It was a very stupid decision. Very stupid decision to be driving twice the legal limit, driving a car, a sports car, a Corvette, and then slamming into an innocent poor woman that was just taking her dog out for a walk. And uh, I'm very pissed off. I haven't talked about it on Facebook. Like I said, I don't I don't get on Facebook anymore. Uh, maybe I will eventually or Instagram. Um, uh, but I don't like put my, my opinions because I don't like wasting time even reading other people that want to debate it or fuck off. Um, that's why you got the podcast. <laughs> you can send me feedback. Then we can have a dialogue. But I'm just tired. I'm tired. Like, if I was, like, this episode, okay? This episode with my buddy Dave Nunez. And, we, you know, I decided to bring up the whole Kyle Rittenhouse case because it's very recent. I don't want to bring it up on Facebook. Last year, I posted about it. And um, without even putting an opinion, uh, it was almost 100 comments after, like, people arguing on my feed. I'm like, fuck that. That really turned me off from uh, social media. That's one of the things. So... Yeah, I, I didn't want to talk about Henry Ruggs. Um, he was number 11, my favorite number. He was a great wide receiver. And um, it's not because the Raiders lost him as a football player. I'm done with the Raiders. I'm done with the Raiders because the the ir- irresponsibility, okay? This is more than football to me. I'm, I'm against drinking and driving. I, I'm 100% against that. I lost a supervisor. Um back when I was younger and at in Silver Legacy she got killed you know um, her whole family her husband her best friend and her husband like they all died because they got hit by a drunk driver I, I'm against it 100% and Henry Ruggs was drinking and driving guys he was gonna show up to practice and he didn't give a fuck about life and, and it's not just him Jacobs as well the running back last year he crashed in the tunnel at the airport also with the sports car just crashed into a wall he could have killed somebody you know I know maybe I'm just mad and um the Raiders are shitting the bed this season but I'm just kind of boycotting it right now I'm just boycotting it but shout out to Darren Waller okay for for cleaning up his act he was on the same track and he's been sober for a couple years now him and Crosby. Um, sometimes that's what you got to do, man. You got to sober up and, and change your life. Uh, sometimes you hit rock bottom, and, and that's what causes you to change your life. Joe List, a comic, one of my favorite comics right now, a very funny comic. Check out his special and his podcast, Tuesdays with Stories. And um, he, uh, he, he hit rock bottom, and then he decided to change his life, and he quit drinking. Dan Soder, another funny comic. Uh, there's so many other, so many comments that have hit rock bottom. Maybe sometimes that scares me. It kind of scares me because I like to drink. I don't do drugs. I just drink. Sometimes it scares me that I'm, I'm, I'm so responsible as far as not drinking and driving and, you know, not drinking my life away as far as I'm responsible to show up to work, do my duties, take care of my stuff. Sometimes that scares me that I'm too responsible that 
fucking alcohol will kill me one day. I, I'll be honest with you. I, I'm afraid that it'll kill me little by little. Maybe not as uh, it, it's not going to hit me like uh, Henry Ruggs or like somebody that's going to hit rock bottom. Like Joe List, he shit in somebody's shoe one day and then that's when he's like, okay, I need to quit drinking. Like, what is it gonna, what, what's it gonna come down to? Drinking, it's gonna, it's killing your liver. It's killing you. When is it gonna stop? You know? Anyway, I'm trying to make this intro as long as possible because Dave Nunez hates long intros. And Dave Nunez is my guest today. But I'm going to just end it right there. Get your shit together, man. Raiders, get your shit together. Fuck football. I'm done with football. I might change my mind if the Raiders win. <laughs> if the Raiders start winning, I might change my mind. It's all it's all hypocritical, uh, self-righteous uh, you know, content right now. But uh, no, for real, though. I am pissed off. I uh, From the moment it happened... I'm like, I was pissed because I just got a gift. I got a gift from uh, Lizzie and it was my t-shirt, you know, a player's jersey and it was Henry Ruggs, number 11. Um, I did a long post about him last year when he was a rookie. All this crazy, you know, things that have happened lately. It just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't. Oh, my buddy Drew. Uh, Drew gave me a, a, a birthday gift also. It, it was the number 11th, 11 um, on a t-shirt, Raiders t-shirt. And it had my last, it was custom made. It had my last name, Correa. You know, number 11, Correa. And now what the fuck? Am I, I can't wear that. People are going to think I'm celebrating this fucking uh, murder. That's what he is. He's a murderer. He murdered somebody. Henry Ruggs murdered somebody. Just like Kate Jenner murdered somebody, you know, when she backed up back or, or, or ran into somebody that caused them to go into the intersection and get killed. Henry Ruggs is a murderer now. Very tragic. But um, there you go. I'm going to, I think I'm going to be a Browns fan from now on. I don't know, something else. Oh, and fuck Le- LeBron James, you piece of shit. Fuck basketball, too. I don't watch basketball anymore. No you know? Uh, that shit was uncalled for, what LeBron James did. That fucking elbow he did. You know, and caused that guy to bleed from his fucking uh, eyeball and shit. He fucked them up pretty bad. If you haven't seen it, they were playing the Pistons. I forgot the player's name, but he just fucking... He just did a spinning elbow and hit him. And this guy was pissed, man. And, and they both got ejected, but th- that's some bullshit. Fuck LeBron James. Fuck um, um, people that drink and drive. If you drink and drive, go fuck yourself. Uh, unsubscribe from the podcast. Seriously. I, 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 I'm. This is not bullshit. I, I don't tolerate that shit. Drinking and driving... I don't care if you had one drink and, uh, oh, just one more drink and no, no, fuck that. If you're going to touch alcohol, get a fucking Uber. And, um, the sad part is that you might get hit by a drunk driver there too. That this is the fucking world we live in, man. We need fucking cars that will, uh, uh, drive you, you know, fucking automatic, uh, automated, 
cars. That's what we need. You know? Then we could just blame the robots. All right. Let's start the show. <laughs> My guest today, how cool would it be if, if like, I say it's David Nunez and then it's it's somebody else completely? Just to piss off my friend. Or I just end it. It's just the intro and then it's just silence from there. That would be pretty cool. But um, no, obviously, Dave Nunez is somebody I, I really care about. One of my dear friends. And, you know, I I asked him uh, if he had time to chat. And he said, yeah. And instead of calling him, I just sent him the link to Anchor. And we just started podcasting. This is how cool my relationship is with, with my buddy. So I appreciate Dave Nunez for taking the time. We just chatted for a little over half hour. The audio was great, except towards the end, it was more of a signal issue. I got to a place where the sound or, or, or the the cell tower was not cooperating. So that's when it got shitty because he was stable in his home the whole time. So I know it was because I was moving around. But yeah, the, the signal was great. And I, I look forward to making more podcasts with my buddy, Dave Nunez. We talked about Skank Fest. Uh, we talked about my complaints with my heater at the house that's still not working. Kyle Rittenhouse, of course, and then some of our uh, some of the things he did when he was a young kid. So Dave Nunez is a great friend. He is also the host of Mindless Digital. You can look that up. He has a great podcast out of Houston, Texas, and I did have uh, more recordings. I talked about his son, Che Nunez, who I had on the podcast, too, while I was in Houston. Those episodes are going to be coming up in the following week. I have uh, about two more recorded, and I'm going to record one with Lizzie. But while I was in Houston, I did record with my friends uh, who, who went to Skankfest with us. So that that's going to be... Uh, a, a very fun and interesting episode because we we're like wasted, super wasted. Um, and we picked up microphones and I don't know what happened. So we'll see what happens. All right, guys. Well, enjoy your day. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your holiday, your Thanksgiving. Speaking of, um, you know, the introduction I gave you earlier about, you know, reaching out to your loved ones. Take this opportunity this week. It's Thanksgiving. What are you thankful for? Are you thankful for podcasts that are free? And you could be entertained while you're at work. I'm thankful for podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcasts through YouTube, through uh, the podcast, Pocket Pocket Cast app. And I'm also thankful for people like you, you guys, the listeners um, that are always, uh, you know, supporting, whether it's through a message or through taking a screenshot and sharing it out there. Edgar, uh, you know. Grumpzilla, Elisa, up in Canada, uh, Chabo 101 in Cali, Matt Homer in Wisconsin, all, all my homies, all my friends that are always supporting the show. That's what it's all about. I don't care about making this show, um, blowing it up. I, I just care about, you know, keep keep you guys entertained. And, and I've been doing this for a long time, and it's something I really enjoy doing. You know, so I'm thankful for you guys and I'm thankful for a lot of the things that uh, are so easy, you know, like getting water. My friend Ian's like my friend Ian Burford's always like, you know, sometimes it's too easy for humans to get water. I'm grateful for that. But I know what he means. (laughs) 
I'm very grateful I could just access water whenever I want. There you go. Let's be grateful for the shit that we have in our lives. We're, we live in a very tragic world. We uh, we have a lot of tragedies in our lives. But at the same time, we got to count our blessings. All right, guys. Enjoy your show with the David Nunez. What'd you have for lunch, dude? Uh, having a roast beef sandwich. Yeah? Yeah. I'm here at that's home. I'm working from home today. Oh, that's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. Um, How come you didn't come see me when I went to Houston, bro? What's up with that? I tried to hook up with you, man, but uh, I work and everything else. Besides, I, you were at the um, Skank Fest the whole time, weren't you? <clears throat> Yeah, pretty much. It was it was gang fest, and then back to the Airbnb, hungover as fuck, uh, recovering. Um, that pre party started on Thursday, yeah. and then skank fest was Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Saturday, I was done, bro. I'm old. I'm too old for this shit. Really? I I can't. Yeah, I couldn't. I I just because we were sneaking in flask, so it's not like you know. Um. <laughs> We we're just buying drinks there, so I was like, you know, sipping here and there and pre gaming, and I'm like, oh yeah, I can't do this. I'm almost forty. <laughs> it's like, um, like EDC or Coachella. I I want to do it again, but I could only do one day. I can't do three days. You don't have that stamina, man. No, bro. Even last time, like even last time, I decided I'm like, I'm never gonna do a three-day festival for music again because it's you're out in the sun you get exhausted and it's just too much bro is that how sex is for you you you, you don't last oh i last yeah yeah because it takes a long time to get it up oh okay well then there you go <laughs> so you you count from you count from the time when you you start not from <laughs> as soon as as soon as my my wee wee comes out of the pee hole on the boxers that's, That's when, when it starts. the timer starts. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't, I don't take off the full box. It just goes through the pee hole. It just goes through the pee hole. Through my sheath underwear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I bought some sheath underwear at Skankfest. You ever tried those before? Sheath underwear? Yeah. Like almost every podcaster is advertising it now. It's it's this new underwear that um, it's like boxer briefs. So they're tight. Uh-huh. And they, they protect you from chafing, you know, between your legs if you have thick thighs or whatever. <laughs> inner um and uh and it also has a little pocket for your balls. And oh it, yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen little, those. Yeah, so it keeps your 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 wee wee and your balls separate. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's that like? Having your balls choked all day long. <laughs> the ball part is cool. Because um, it's like resting in a little hammock. That part's yeah. kind of cool. But it feels weird having the wee-wee through another pocket because then it feels like I'm exposed. You know, like... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine taking out your your um, your wee-wee out of your boxer hole, the pee hole, and then uh, just zipping up your pants, and then it's rubbing against your pants. It almost feels like that. I see. I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I apologize. I apologize to the women listeners. <laughs> yes, ladies, if you want to know more about the sheath underwear, just ask Freddie for pictures. 
and he'll he'll accommodate you. <laughs> they offer uh, sheath underwear. This is like a free commercial. They they offer sheath underwear for women too. They have like boy shorts. They call them. Uh huh. Um, I don't know the details on that, but apparently they're like very comfortable. Is there the like guy... a little a little cup for their um, camel toe? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I think I, I I don't know what is a camel toe. I don't know anything about women. Come on, man! You you've never seen a camel toe before. I all I know is that um, boobs feel like uh, I was gonna go for a shitty joke. Remember, uh, feel like sand, yeah, sand like a bag of sand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. Um, sorry, sorry to just force you to do a quick podcast, man. I was like, you got time to chat? Might as well record it. I want to record conversations. Yeah, no, this is cool. Yeah, bro. When I met up um, with Che, uh, we met up and he gave me a ride to HEB and we did a short podcast too. I'm going to combine it with this one. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, for the listeners, Che is his, Dave Nunez's son. And um, he gave me a ride to HEB. We bought some groceries and it was cool. It was like it was like getting a little tour. He was pointing to the right, pointing to the left. This is that and this is that and you know, stuff like that. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's then, different down here because um, you go to the grocery store, you can buy beer and wine, but you can't buy liquor. Yeah, it is different. That's one thing. We had to go to a liquor store to do that. But actually, we never went to a liquor store. Uh, another thing that's different from Vegas is that um, DoorDash, Grubhub, all those, they all deliver liquor to you. I, they don't do that in Vegas. So no? it was new to me. No, bro. Yeah. And the prices are not that much more. It's, you know, they, they leave it. They You just got to mm-hmm. show your ID at the door and that's it. Yeah, they um, they have a uh, a thing where, like, I, I use DoorDash. Yeah. Um, I only use it for food, but they have a thing in there for, like, convenience. Like, if you need something from the convenience store, like um, yeah. milk or condoms or something like that. Yeah, they hook it up. Yeah. Yeah, they um They'll deliver to you. Right when we got there, it was a party of six that we were staying at. Uh, the Airbnb. Right when we got there, we ordered some Mexican food, and then um, it gave me a little option to add uh, uh, something Cantina Mexicana or something. It was like Tex-Mex actually, and it okay. was really good. Yeah. Really good fucking. Um, they fucked up my order. They, I ordered a burrito and they gave me an enchilada and, and oh no no um, a quesadilla and it was amazing. I was like, this is the best fuck up ever. <laughs> yeah, the salsa was. They hooked it up with salsa, and that's yeah. the thing about. Um, I'm always afraid with DoorDash because they never hook it up with the salsa, the condiments, and we got lucky. They took care, of us. but um, it gave me the option to add, uh, like groceries from some store, and I just went ahead and. Added like soda, hot sauces, chips, and it all came in one trip. It was pretty cool. Oh, sweet. Yeah. They started doing that here with like 7-Eleven, but this was an actual like little grocery store. I forgot yeah. the name of it. But. Yeah, that's, that's the thing about, about Houston is you never run out of places to eat or find Tex-Mex food. There's a lot of good places around. Yeah, bro. There was like... Uh, there's so many places. We only actually ate at two restaurants. Like we actually sat down and ate. Everything else was all delivery. We just stayed at the condo nonstop. We would party there. Like after, I think what really got me was after Skankfest, we would go back to the room and 
play foosball and take shots and stay up to like three, four in the morning. Oh, that's really yeah. what that's what really got me. I, I wouldn't blame it so much on the festivals. It was mostly that. <laughs> yeah. So what do you but, think about the performances? It was really cool, man. Uh because I watched so much so much stand up, you know, at the club and I don't really care so much about the stand up. I care I, I, I get more entertained by the pot, live podcasts. Oh, uh, okay. Or like or like the roast battles. There was a roast battle that was naked. That was fucking hilarious. Um naked roast battle? Yeah, naked roast battle. Uh it it really made me I think everybody else feel good about themselves, like all the guys. Cause there was like four, it was, uh, it was like a group of guys that went out there with mushroom heads, bro. Just that's it. Bush and mushroom heads. <laughs> like, like it. And some of them were black, dude. There was black guys with tiny, tiny, just tiny little one inch, one inches or, or even maybe not even an inch, bro. Really? And they're just naked roasting each other. And it, it was fun. That's what makes it fun. Cause you're watching them naked. And they're coming. They're out there roasting with good roast jokes. You know, they yeah. took the. They just everybody ignores ignores the fact that they're all naked. You know, they have any chicks go up on stage for that? There was one chick that went up there, and, and I gotta say, she was the less prepared, least <laughs> prepared. She um she went out there. And she, I think she was. I heard from someone else. I think it was Che, that she was pretty, pretty drunk. After she got up, she was like flashing people. Um and and she wasn't prepared. I think she thought she was just gonna wing it, you know. Yeah. So it wasn't that good. Her, the other guy. What sucks about roasting is that you might have someone that's really good, but if the other person is extremely bad, the other per it, it doesn't it it doesn't feel right. You have to have two good roasters, and that's when it's fun. And I think right. my favorite one was uh two guys uh, uh that were friends. Because when you're friends, those are the best kind of roasts. Yeah, because you know all 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 the dirt about each other, and you could just pull from that. Yeah, so that was one of my favorite things. Um, and then the roast of Louis J. Gomez. Uh, yeah. Tony Hinchcliffe, Dan Soder, that was amazing. That was at the big stage. That was like one of the grand finale grand finale shows type of thing. The there was a boxing ring that was a lot of fun. And um, as far as stand up goes. I got to tell you, bro, I ran into George Perez. Oh, yeah. Hung, yeah, I hung out with him most of most of the night. It was the last night, pretty much. Uh, Brett Ernst as well, hung out with those. It was pretty cool hanging out with them, Sam Tripoli, people I know, and just, just bouncing around, going to different rooms and just chatting, drinking. One time, uh, Brett Ernst took a – he's like, Freddie, come with me to the green room. Let's get drinks for everybody. We just, we just stormed the green room, bro, and we went <laughs> – we went into the ice chest and brought out a bunch of uh, ciders for everybody. And then um, one time, George Perez busted out a hundred bucks. He's like, "Hey, Freddie, you want a drink?" I'm like, "Yeah." And he busted out a hundred bucks. Like, get around for all of us. I'm like, "Yes, sir." Nice. Yeah, but but yeah, I saw George Perez per perform, and I've seen him. I've done shows with them before at Brea Improv with Edwin a while back. And he's always killed it, but bro, he's he's on another level, bro. He's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Some perform. 
at one of the rooms called it was it was a little the smallest stage and it's called the box it's literally yeah. a little oh you know you know the secret group right yeah. yeah 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 so he he went up there and he just destroyed and i was like hell yeah i was so proud i'm like fuck yeah to see a, a mex pretty much the only mexican dude go up there and just kill it you know and he he took advice from steve trevino a long time ago i want to say it's steve trevino to go to the comedy store and stay away from the whole typical taco jokes. Right. And it's done him really good, bro. He's amazing. I'm going to have to check him out. I haven't seen him lately. Yeah. And he has a, a podcast also. I'm going to start listening to that again, too. Yeah, I was listening to that. Him and uh, Sidekick Eddie. <laughs> yeah. Isn't XG also his sidekick? I don't know. At the time, oh. it was just them two. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was early on. Yeah, because I think XG Xavier, he's also with Sam Tripoli on Tinfoil Hat. He's, I think he's with George Perez as well. So, okay. yeah, we're just chatting it up, bro. Just hanging out, and it was really cool, man. I wish I could have seen you, man. Just it's crazy. I didn't even get to see uh, some of my cousins. I saw one, some of my family members, but some of my cousins that live closer to you, I couldn't see them. Right. Right. Yeah, bro. But how you been, man? Good, good. Just uh, work and stuff. Um, you know, at one point we were uh, working from home hundred percent of the time. Now we're back in the office fifty percent of the time. So, like this week, I was in the office two days. Uh, and then last week I was in the office three days. Actually, I was supposed to be in the office three days this week. Yeah. But I, I had to work from home yesterday because my AC went out. And Ooh. so the guy uh, scheduled me and he said, this is the only time I have. So it's like, well, I just work from home. I got I got computers set up here and I got an extra monitor because I need two monitors at work. I got three monitors. So um, it's funny, funny for our listeners that live in colder places. They're probably like, what? Your AC? Why the fuck? You... It's already winter. <laughs> it's yeah, November. but it's I'm in December. A... Yeah. <laughs> And, and and it got cool here um, yesterday, yesterday evening. It yeah. started getting cool. So right now, the AC is not even on. But, um, yeah, last week, I was needing it. It, it was it was rather toasty in, in the house. Yeah. Houston is, is very similar to Vegas as far as, like, like, right now, I'm not wearing a shirt. I have my AC on in my car. I throw it on during the day at the house. Of course, at night, at nighttime, it gets chilly, but. Right, we're still at the point where we need the AC, you know. So they went out and fixed it, though. Yeah, yeah. Guy came in yesterday. Took him about four or five hours. There's three guys working on the thing because they had to replace. What serious shit? Uh, yeah. Luckily, um, it was under warranty, so the only thing I had to pay was for the parts. No, oh, okay. No parts were under warranty, but I had to pay for the labor, and so. Oh, the AC unit was under warranty. Yeah, 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 because we had bought it uh, two or three years ago, something like that. And then uh, it was the thing upstairs that's in the uh-huh. attic. Uh, the coils had gone out, and so mm. they had to replace the whole whole unit up there. Is the is the AC unit also part of the heating system, or is it a separate system? Uh, they're kind of tied together. They're separate but tied together, yeah. Okay, because over here, they're all combined together. Yeah. They're on top of the roof. Yeah, for, for for the most part, they're on top of the roof for older homes, and then um, I'm always afraid of that going out in the summer because I cannot stand the heat. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, 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 do you have a house or like a home warranty? Do you have one of those? Yeah. Do you pay like a monthly thing and they come out whenever something breaks? Uh, you know what? I've never used it. You never use it? Oh, okay. Uh-uh. Yeah, but we do have a home warranty. Because little by little, things have been breaking, you know, and I've been hearing a lot of different, some people say it's great for them, but you just have to wait longer because you're under warranty. So contractors prefer to go with the people that pay cash up front. Yeah. So they don't, but yeah, because I, my heating unit, that's one thing that's been failing for the last two years. And we just, we've been settling with space heaters, you know, and, and turn on, because it stops at 70 degrees. It just turns off. Oh my god damn it. I need to get that shit checked. You know, I could deal with the uh the heat going the heater going out before I could deal with the AC going out. Cause here, you know, yeah. you can walk around in, in underwear and nothing else and it's still fucking hot. But yeah. uh, you know, if it gets cold and the heater goes out, I'm putting on socks and sweats and a jacket. Yeah. I go to sleep like that and I'm comfortable. Yeah. That's all you need. Uh, and we use a little space here, and it heats up the little room if we're dr- sleeping in a in our master's little room. Our house is small. We have a small house, you know, and it's one story, so I don't have to worry about the heat going to the second floor. We stay warm, so that's why I haven't really bothered um, getting it uh, re- fixed because we have people come out and look at it, and they, they they're like, "Oh, this is going to be thousands of dollars." thing the whole thing is like 10 g's yeah like fuck i already got my roof replaced yeah well, i'll that be looking at that here 12, pretty soon too. yeah that's one of the most expensive things hey so before i left the house i, I was watching um the news a little bit and uh you probably seen it the whole call have you followed the the call written house yeah like, i saw that he got a call yeah, you got to quit from all charges. What do you think about that? Uh, it's nice to be him. Wow, what a political answer. <laughs> I mean, I don't you're being, know what you're else being to very, say. Being very careful. Being very careful. T- show your true colors, bro. Come on. Tell us who you're oh, voting I for. I mean, uh, no, I was just I was I was going I was I was going for humor, but uh, oh, you know, that's wow. that's why privilege at its finest right there basically. Really? Okay. Yeah. Nice. So, if it was a black guy, you think he probably would have been convicted? Dude, they would have shot him on sight. <laughs> yeah, if it was a black guy or brown guy, I agree. It's <laughs> like, if, it, if it's any other color than white, it's like, shoot first, ask questions later. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, like, as far as, like, even before the the verdict and all that, when you saw it on the news, were you more like, "I don't care"? I've Actually, yeah, it's like, yeah. man, I don't, I don't. I mean, I was watching it <clears throat> just yeah. to see how it would turn out, but to me, yeah. it was like, you know what? It's kind of, it's kind of easy to say, you know, it doesn't affect me because yeah. you know they're in uh, what Wisconsin or, or yeah, they were out in Wisconsin, so yeah. it's like. Uh, it doesn't affect me, but in in at the in the end, it does. It does. It affects you because society is, you know, it's a reflection of society in every area, not just there. 
And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised because uh, I saw clips of of the uh, judge going off on the uh, on the uh, opposing attorney. And yeah. So, and then just all the all the all the other comments from some of the media sources talking about how, you know, I wish uh, somebody lo- loved me as much as the judge loves Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it was like, eh, it, it you know, it, it's just puts, it just puts those thoughts in your mind and, and it prepares you to think, you know, this is not going to go anywhere. They're not, they're not going to convict him. Yeah. Yeah. The, the judge went off on the, the prosecution. Yeah. I saw that. I was like, Oh, that's kind of, that's kind of interesting. Like you don't really see that that often, but, you know, he did ask jurors to get out of the room while he scolded him. Um, I did feel like the prosecution guy was very kind of cunty, you know, but he's doing his job. He's doing what he's supposed to do. Uh, I think, you know, I, I don't like to talk about this stuff on Facebook because people are going to, you know, last year I, when it happened, I posted a picture of, of, of that and, oh, my God, I started this crazy thread of, people arguing with each other. I'm like, I don't ever want to do this again. I don't, because you're not going to win and you're just going to, so I just do it on, on the podcast, my opinions, my thoughts. And, and, and then people could choose to listen or not, you know? Right. But um, I, I do think that if I was his parent, I probably would have like, first of all, I would have had an abortion. He would have not have lived. Okay. That's number <laughs> one. But if he slipped through the cracks and he lived, um, I would have him in my home and say, you know what, what, what matters is our house. We protect our house. Let the, let the other guys go out there with the guns. They're passionate about it and they're, they're doing what's right in their mind. You know, it's very compelling what they were doing as far as protecting other people's businesses and all. You know, they're standing yeah. up for the rights just as much as the other guys are compelling because they're out there protesting brutality, you know, brutality and stuff. So it's like they're all, all sides. They're all gonna think you. You're my kid. You, we're shooting. I'm gonna teach you how to shoot. We're gonna do all this stuff. But you're gonna stay here at the house. You're not gonna go out there. You know. Yeah. You're gonna become a cop because that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to be a cop one day. You're gonna do that, but when the time is right, not right now. Right. You're gonna go to school and you're gonna do everything. You're not gonna be a vigilante. You're not gonna do that. That's really what should have happened because people. Um, are like, well, he should have never been there. They're right. And so, so the other people, I think the other people, um, they should have never been out there. Um, you know, in my own opinion, even though they have the right to pass and protest and demonstrate, it was already past curfew. They should have not been, they should have, you protest while it's time to protest because after, let's say they set the time to like 9 PM or 8 PM. At that time, you did your job. Now leave, because when that curfew passes, nothing good is going to happen. Yeah, and but the, that's the thing is that usually, um, when when people get together and start protesting something like that, or just protesting in general, more times than not, it, it turns it turns in a bad direction. Yeah, um, and then you know it, it, things like this happen. But yeah, he should have definitely not been there. If I was the parent. Same thing as you. It's like, look, uh, first of all, wasn't he underage? Wasn't he like, what, 17 at the time? Or he is 17? 
He, yeah, he was seventeen. He's like, yeah. Old. It's like you don't need to be there. You're not. You're not. You're not truly an adult yet. You're yeah. not going to make the right decisions. And then to go armed as well, like no, yeah. no. Yeah. You, this this just not happen. Father yeah, figures out there. His father lives in Kenosha, but why wasn't his father out there with the rifle too? Yeah, you know? like no, um, that, was, that was a dumb move. It, it was, bro. It was. It was pretty shitty. Now. It is what it is. What happened, happened. Um, in my opinion, now that, okay, all right, we established you should not have been there. But obviously he was, and we're here now. You know, in, in my opinion, and in, obviously in the juries now, now we know, he defended himself. He was running away from a fucking adult that was screaming out the N-word, telling people, shoot me, N-word. This guy, turns out he had a mental illness. He had been released. He's been in jail multiple times. This guy, if he would have caught him, he would have beat the shit out of him. So he he turned around. He had a weapon. Don't chase a guy with a fucking rifle. That's stupid. It's it's uh what that it's so, so cliche. Don't bring a knife to a gunfight, right? This guy yeah. threw a fucking plastic bag. He threw a plastic bag, <laughs> <laughs> and then he got shot. Um, that sucks. It's unfortunate for him, and but. I've been, I'm happy. He he quit. I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. Quit because I do feel it's self-defense for him to be there. From that situation, but it's still, it, it, you know, that guy should have uh, never chased him. In. And he had threatened him before. He said he was going to skin him or something, you know, and that's his statement. But then the other guys, um, one of them, the skateboard guy that got shot and killed, you know, he was getting hit by skateboards. You know, we've seen the video. And then the the one guy that got shot in the arm, he his own testimony, the, the defense attorney asked him, did you did he threaten you when you chased him? No. And did you did he threaten you when uh when you pulled out your gun? And he said yes. Well, there you go. He had a gun as well, you know. So you know, yeah. it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate, it's just... but yeah, it, it's just a bunch of poor choices that that leads yeah. to this, to this yeah. uh, ending. And so, I mean, what what can you do now? I mean, and and that's mm-hmm. just that's just the way the world unfolds. Sometimes for some people, it's like you 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 decide to do this, and, and, and it ends up being the wrong thing to do. And you know, you got to pay the consequences. And you know, it, I, who knows if he has any remorse for the lives that he took, but he's got to live with that. He's got to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe for him, uh, the the self-defense was enough justification not to let it bother his conscience. Uh, so, I, I think know. it bothered him. This is obviously just opinion, right? You know, people could say he faked that cry. Uh, did you see the cry? He- I did. You know, it made me choke up. And, um, if I was a kid, I think he he's justified in his actions in his own mind. But I think there's obviously some regret. There's obviously some regret, and you know, you killed someone, you took some, you took people's lives, you know. You, and you th- I think that you think, you think his 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 crying was 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 real. His crime? Yeah, his crying. His oh, his crying. I think it was pretty good. It made me choke up. So yeah. And if it was, it, let's just say if it wasn't real, 
then then he deserves to be acquitted because that was pretty good. I don't I don't think I saw any tears roll down his face. No, well, I mean, I I have to go back and uh, roll the tape. Roll the tape, yeah, because that's a good point. That's a good point, a very good point. But I have cried like that. I've cried, and you know, like where you can't, you're just fucking trying to get a word out, and you're just like trying to breathe. You know, I've I've cried like that where you're trying to express something, and and you're just so emotional, you're overwhelmed. You know, did you know I could cry on demand? No. Yeah, like if if we're sitting, I had this, I had a face off with my buddy who lives in Vancouver, Canada. Shout out to Doughboy. He knows Alisa as well. Um, yeah. And uh, I had a face off with him one time to see who could cry first at an Applebee's. And uh, I won. You just stare <laughs> at each other uh-huh. and you see who could get the tears out quicker. And, and you made yourself cry just like that? Yeah. Do a little lip movement and then boom. Did you use that talent as a, as a, young, as a young child to get out of uh, uh, trouble? A hundred percent. Really? Yeah, yeah. You know your mom's gonna listen to this. No, she's not. <laughs> no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send it to her. I'm gonna send it to her. And she's gonna beat your ass. As all. a fake crier, I can tell you that. <laughs> I, I have, I think I have, uh, I think I, uh, I have a right to judge his crying because I'm good at crying. <laughs> uh, I give him an eight and a half on that one. Yeah, it was pretty good. But the part you mentioned about no tears, that I'll have to roll the tape. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, going back to that moment where he's expressing it, he was expressing the, the minute he's getting chased. He didn't want to shoot him. He, I believe him. I believe he didn't want – he was literally running away because he didn't – but when he saw that he there's people in front of him, there's cars, this fucking maniac is over here screaming the N-word. This guy was crazy, bro. He was saying the N-word. Not the hard R, but like the other one, the one we use (laughs) 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 through text. Um, Yeah, he was using that one um, around other black people in the video. You see the other black people, and no one has a problem with it. Yeah, he was a wigger. I mean, there's there are some people in the world that can get away with it for some reason, they get a pass saying the n word, and, and they just you know, they just get a pass. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't. I don't. It. It, it's uh, you know, Samoans and Tongans in the Bay Area. They all use the N word. It's it's a it's a thing. Cubans, Puerto Ricans, it's a it's a thing. But um, you know, um, white dudes that grow grow up in the hood, they use it. This guy uses it. So I'm not saying, you know, he, he was a, like they call them wiggers, right? White mm-hmm. guys that. Talk like they're black. Look at Lil Bicky or or Whoa Bicky, Becky or whatever. She uses the N word. Um, there was a girl, was like a couple girl, white girl rappers, uh, Crayshawn and Dean Nasty, uh, Lil Debbie. All these girls from the Bay Area, like ten years ago, they were blowing up, but they got fucking canceled over using the N word a while back. Snoop Dogg spoke. They grew up in Oak. Yeah, you know. I wonder if I could get away with it when I grew up. The area where I grew up, number black people. Yeah. Yeah. But the p- people that I'm around now, they don't know this. How would they know? 
Right. Exactly. Which is why I don't use it anymore. Over the head. Exactly. Cracked over the head. It's like, oh. yeah. It's like I grew up in 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 Reno on Suture Street in uh, Section Eight. You guys have Section Eight over there in Houston? Yes. Like the government projects and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. grew up, my, you know, single mom. All my neighbors were either black, Hispanic, Tongan, and um, and a few white guys. Everybody, the white guys, the Tongans. We all called each other the N-word. All of us. I would go to my black friend's uh, house, Travis. His mom would call me the N-word. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? And, and I wouldn't call her the N-word, but I would, we, you know, we're playing Super Nintendo. We're like, you know, fighting other control and everything. We're all, we're just, that's, we used to listen to Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Tupac, you know? And we're in the hood. That's all we know. I was. That's uh... all we know. I was in a relationship with a with a, with a black chick, and she would call me the n word, and I'd look at her, and she goes, "What? You with me?" And, but I would never oh, use it with her. Yeah, yeah. So. You you if it, it felt uncomfortable, right? Like to, for you to use so, it. It took me by surprise the first time she called me that, and it's like, huh? What? Yeah. Did you ever? <laughs> did you ask her? No, when it was cause she, the first time it happened, and I looked at her, it's like, what? That kind of look, like, and she goes, hey, what? That's what she told me. It's like, you with me. <laughs> okay. Were you like uh, Napoleon Dynamite's brother? Like, you had a do rag? Oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. LaFonda. Uh. Yeah, LaFonda. <laughs> the only thing you, you wouldn't cross the line is to use the N word. Like, Baby, you with me. Oh, all right. <laughs> I can see you with, oh. uh, with uh, a grill, all yeah. diamond. Like, yeah, yeah I, that's the whole thing I don't say, babe. You know this, babe. That's funny. Yeah. It's it's like that movie Gridlock. Do you ever watch Gridlock with Tupac and Tim Roth? Yeah, I have, but it's been a while, so I don't really remember it. So there's this little scene where Tim Roth, because he's friends with Tupac, he uses the N-word. And, you know, they're in conversation with him. They're cool. They use it. But then one time he used it again. Uh, he used it around this other guy while they're buying drugs, and the other guy grabs a gun. He's like, "What you saying?" He's like, "No, no, it's cool." Tupac is like, "No, it's cool." He's he's cool, but and and Tim Roth doesn't back down. He has like this grin on his face. Yeah, he calls him hard again, but not the hard R. And then um, when they leave, Tupac is like, "Man, I told you, you can't just say it around other people." You know, he's like, "Yeah, but you said it was okay." He's like, "No." It's okay with me, not with other people. <laughs> it's one of those things. But, you know, anyway, this guy, you know, I think he had a baby. So it, the, the the guy that was using the N-word, whatever, it doesn't justify him dying. He just should have not chased the guy with a big-ass gun. That's the only thing. Yeah. So it's sad. Yeah, bro. That's the lesson of the day. Don't chase people with big guns. I would say that's a good uh, good rule to follow. Good rule to follow, right? Yeah. I think it's like, Actually, it's kind of like crossing the street. I would chase street. anybody that had a gun. That's a good, that's another good rule. I, I think yeah. you, uh, you, you kind of elaborate it even more. Uh, I would even go to say, I wouldn't chase anybody with a BB gun. How about that? You got a BB gun? I'm not chasing you. Yeah. 
That would I be good. Because BB guns can be dangerous too. You could lose an eye. Heck Christmas yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't chase somebody with a super soaker. What if there's pee in the water? Like, and it's not water. Yeah. What if there's AIDS in it? Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. chase people. At all. You know what? Yeah. Fuck it. Unless I you... don't run. So. <laughs> <laughs> What's the point in running? Let's. Yeah. Just don't don't chase people if you don't run. Yeah. And if you do run, don't chase people unless you're playing tag. It cut off, but so you cut off where you said you shot one of your cousins. What happened? Yeah, um, we're outside playing with BB guns, and uh, I, I accidentally shot one. And uh, yeah, so we were running in and out of the uh, of the uh, the clothes and stuff, and there was some sheets and stuff. And uh-huh. so we had done like whites and blue sheets, and so we were hiding behind it. And I could see a shadow, and he was facing the other way. And I thought it would be funny to shoot him in the ass through the sheet. So through the sheet, yeah, he was on the other. I I pointed it. I wasn't well. I was close enough. And so <laughs> how I close were you? It. Uh, I don't know. Five feet, four or five feet. Oh yeah, and that's very close, it. dude. Yeah, and uh, um, yeah, I got in trouble for that one. I got in serious trouble for that one. And Where did you hit him off. in the ass? In the butt, yeah, yeah. Oh, good aim. Yeah, he ended up getting me later on because we were playing with bow and arrows and stuff. And they, these these uh, these arrows were like the they had the blunt tip on them, mm-hmm. but because they were used for like target practice and stuff like that. And these these were little cheap arrows and and bows and stuff like that. Not them fancy right. ones that people like Joe Rogan goes hunt. Nothing fancy like Joe Rogan where he shoots, you know, uh what is it? Uh rhinoceroses and mastodons and uh you know brontosauruses and stuff like that. But um <laughs> it, it was still it still even though I had a blunt tip, it, it still yeah. penetrated the skin on my on my ankle and it yeah. stuck it stuck there too. And I was so surprised. I looked down and I got this arrow sticking out of my foot, and I had to pull it out. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Damn that. Well, he he really he kind of won up to you right there. Yeah, and thing. it was close. It was closer than when I shot him with the BB gun. But and you know the <laughs> funny thing is like it's like we pulled it out and we just kept playing. <laughs> oh, you're all bleeding? Were you bleeding? I was, but we oh, just kept shit. on playing. Yeah. That's funny. So. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, man, <laughs> I'm gonna have to go because I got to meet. Yeah, bro. I got to. I got to go to. So, or hey, I gotta, man, it was at a dolly. Yeah, man, it was. It was fun catching up. You know, a little bit. So I couldn't see you out there, and uh, it was good chatting, bro. Thank you for uh, jumping on the podcast. For sure, I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, bro. I know you like listening to yourself. I do. <laughs> How do you think I so, get a thousand listens per episode? Oh damn, that's amazing. It's really yeah. good. I listened 950 <laughs> times. <laughs> Show off. You got 50 listeners. Wow. <laughs> uh, tell everybody about your podcast. Where do, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me um, on Mindless Digital Podcast. It's uh, Anchor, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, or what are they called? Are they Apple Podcasts now or iPodcasts or something like that? Anyway. Oh, iTunes. I don't. I didn't know they changed the name. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I'm on iTunes, and uh, look for me on uh, Instagram at uh, 
Dave underscore Jinks. That's where I oh, yeah. uh, I I surface there and re there mostly. I don't really do Facebook anymore. Oh okay, yeah, yeah. I almost so, don't do any of them, almost, but yeah. Right yeah, on, yeah. bro. Anti-social. Well, appreciate. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right then, brother. Well, thank you, man. You have a great rest of your weekend, bro. Yeah, you too, man. Be safe thank out you, bro. Huh? All right, you too. Later, bro. Bye.